from Memphis, Tennessee, it's Memphis Sport Live. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What do you do? We're live from high atop a snowy Mount Moriah. I slid down the hill today. They should be having the Olympics here in Memphis, huh? The Winter Olympics? Yeah, much safer. Do a uh, snow skiing down Mount Moriah today. Water safe. Welcome to MSL. I'm your host, Kevin Sarita. Join alongside us always, uh, Mr. Selfie, Marcus Hunter. All the boys in the building. On the other side of the glass, we got the Sleaze of Memphis Johnny Radio. And uh, CJ Hurt, not with us today because he's scared of snow. Is you know what he called and said to me? What did he say? I'm, I'm black. He said, I'm afraid of black Whoa. ice. And I was like, you are so <laughs> racist. It's white snow, man. No, he called and said, I'm black. Black people don't do ice and snow. That's why That's why we're not uh, very represented in, in, in Sochi right now. Wait a second. What? The, you're saying there's not many African-American that, uh, Olympians? Not uh, Winter Olympians. Right. Just right, don't right. like snow. Mm-hmm. Hey, what about the Jamaican bobsled team? Well, you know, Congratulations. Don't you I, mean they got one, don't I, they? I said we're not that we're not very well represented. All right, but we weren't represented at well, all. Well, while the world has turned their attention to Russia in the Olympic Games and that debacle, the city's focused on one thing uh, today, and that is ESPN College Game Day. It just went off the air over on ESPN. Uh, they just did two hours, yeah. ESPNU and ESPN1 uh, today, and we're going to get in this whole first segment. We're going to dedicate the starting five today to talking about uh, game day, stuff that went on this morning, stuff that could be going on tonight, uh, all the different storylines going on with game day today, because it is a rare occasion to have ESPN in town for a couple of days. They've been in town for a couple of days. Didn't yeah, they? I, saw them, uh, I saw them in town. They were, I know they were here at least as, as early as Thursday. And they're doing the show this morning. There's going to be another show tonight before the game. Yeah. And then there's going to be the game. It's the marquee game. Uh, game day. Awesome television this morning. A great promotion for the city. We will we'll talk about that all throughout uh, the first half hour. And take your phone calls if you want to talk about game day uh, coming up at noon today uh, during Hang Up and Listen. We always take your phone calls, 360-8255. And today we're giving away, of course, the Elfo's uh, uh, gift, gift card for the second week in a row. Elfo's the perfect place to have your Valentine's Day dinner. Also, it's a great Valentine's gift, too. So we're going to give away $25 to Elfos uh, coming up during Hang Up and Listen. But also on the show, Kevin Leip's going to join us. He writes uh, for the Memphis Flyer about the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll be able to talk so many Grizzlies things, interesting and funny Grizzly stories that happened this week. Leip will be with us also to kind of make a special announcement. And uh, speaking of special announcements, in the second hour, uh, Holly Whitfield, who is I Love Memphis, uh, she will be joining us in studio. And she'll be making a special announcement of her own, but also also in studio to talk about what was the original plan. Was she going to come in studio, and she was going to, because we're a week away from Valentine's Day, right? Uh, yes, we are a and week we away were, from Valentine's Day. Well, right. less than a week now, just six days away. Right, and we were going to get our listeners uh, you know, some, some tips on what to do for Valentine's Day in Memphis. And I love Memphis going to come in here and say, this is, you know, these are your options if you're going to for your, for your lady, right, mm-hmm. in your life. So that's her original plan. We're going to touch on that, but we're also going to talk about the Travelocity Gnome that's been traveling around uh, the city this week. She's been hanging out with the Travelocity Gnome. You might have seen this stuff on social media. You saw him this morning on game day. Um, but she's been hanging out with the Gnome and like, eating barbecue and, and drinking Wiseacre beer with them and, and doing Memphis things. bunch of barbecue. I've seen them at, at Central uh, Barbecue. Uh, rendezvous, but if you look at the Travelocity Gnome, look him up on Twitter or Instagram, uh, but we'll talk to her about her visits with him. But first, but first, we're going to start this program like we always do with the starting five. All right, this is a little unorthodox edition of the starting five today. It's with a twist. It's dedicated to game day today. Usually it's the five most interesting important sports stories for the over the past seven days for the sports fan in the Mid-South. But today, it's the five most important things going on with game day, who is in town today. And of course, the number one storyline with game day is the game itself. Tonight, Memphis Gonzaga. 
The Tigers need it. The Tigers not winning many games at home, not winning uh, many of the big games. Of course, they beat Louisville. They beat OK State. So, yeah, they've won some big games. They haven't done any big games at home. They haven't won any big games at home. Disappointing. If you have your tickets, you go. You see them lose to Cincinnati. You see them lose to UConn. Uh, and, of course, you got Louisville coming up, which is probably going to be a big chance for a loss. So if you're going to win one of the big games at home, you need to do it against Gonzaga, a team that Memphis historically has uh, been able to beat. Yeah, you do need to uh, get this win over Gonzaga. I mean, it's another top 25 team, so another opportunity for Josh Pastor to get a win over a top 25 team. You have them in your own building. Uh, neither the Tigers or the Grizzlies have been particularly great at FedEx Forum this season. So, um, I mean, I mean, you have to start picking up wins in your home uh, building because – that's not going to look good come Selection Sunday if you have a ton of losses at home, especially losses against good teams. Those are the teams that you should be able to beat at home, especially if you have or hope to have any chances of beating these teams in the tournament or teams of that caliber. So you have to start winning some of these games at home. Otherwise, the Memphis Tigers could find themselves getting a really uh, getting a seed that is lower than they should get and making it much tougher during their NCAA tournament run. Uh, and and I agree with that. It's a top 25. Uh, we got, what, team number 24 versus team number 23? Yes. Uh, battling out uh, today uh, on ESPN. Uh it's just it's just exciting, and hopefully Josh Pastner, uh, which is a rare you know you that any team plays a non conference game this late, mm-hmm. and but it is utmost importance because if you got to keep playing Gonzaga or Tennessee, like at this point of the schedule, and it can up your chances of having a game day come in. Yeah, uh, Memphis's first game day since 2008. And the game against Tennessee, the one versus two game, one of the highest rated ESPN games of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calipari game. versus Bruce Pearl. Just uh, think, it's been. This is not an occasion that happens very often. There's reasons to get excited. Like people who are getting excited, you need to get excited. Game day does not come to town. They're not coming for a Memphis football game anytime soon. <laughs> we know that. Uh, will they ever be here for a Memphis football Hell game? Hell no. Well, see, here's the why thing. can't Memphis get that one week when they hail to the no? They do that one week though, Johnny, where they go to like a school that's unexpected, right? You know, like last year they went to like some uh, Division two school. Or okay, something. but that Division two school has won the national championship like two years in a row. Memphis plays like a Division two school sometimes. What? <laughs> well, I guess you're right. They do play like a Division Let them have that week. Here's, no, where, right. here's what's huge about the fact that game day is in Memphis. It's the fact that game day has never been in Mississippi for anything. That's, Man, that's why huge. would you go to Mississippi? Come like on. your two oh. basketball teams or what? You're 10 you minutes Delta from Mississippi. State. Drive 10 minutes down the road, you're in Mississippi. I mean, I love Ole Miss. Never my, mind. That's always my argument when you say that. 10 minutes down the road, you're in Mississippi. So why would you go to Mississippi? Because Mem- no. you're all because you're in. Hey, Mississippi. by the way, I'm going to shout out real quick. I oh. love South Haven girls. <laughs> I love Mississippi. What am I talking about? I know, man. Mississippi I, is there uh, a place where Johnny, we're, come we're bringing Johnny around to enjoy Mississippi. We love Mississippi and Arkansas uh, as well. Arklamis. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Yes, Ole Miss deserved to have game day there this year, possibly in football. Yes. And there's going to be a chance where game day is going to hit Mississippi. The idea they haven't gone to the Grove yet, no offense to Mississippi State, but you would think as long as Hugh Freeze has got that team going – uh, with combined with the Grove, that we're going to see a game day, especially considering they play in the best division in college football, that we're going to see a game, and maybe Mississippi State, if they do awesome like they did again uh, a couple years ago and start the season hot, if you, they, could, you could get it. If they do a baseball game day, which I'm going to push for, I'll be the star of that <laughs> oh, show. Oh, they have to do it at Mississippi, Mississippi State. State's going to oh, have yeah. all kinds of baseball Oh, you got to go down to the left field lounge down there at Duty Noble Field. How, how about this? All of us, the MSL crew, we're going to take a trip down to the left field lounge. Oh, I'm down. I love baseball. Year. Let's go. To, Kevin, have you ever been? You've never been to a baseball game in Mississippi State, have you? Okay, so what we're organizing, so we're going to do an MSL game day. Yes, MSL game we're day. We're doing Co- it. Copyright pending. <laughs> MSL game, yeah, game day. We're going to have to call it MSL MSL day game or day game day or something. Game. I, will, I guarantee you guys will have one of the best times in your life. All right, we, I I will do that. I will do that. Well, they they got a game against Ole Miss, right? We don't know the schedule's not. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. The schedule's out. Oh, I got the schedule. But let's get back on track here to Memphis. There's game day in town today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, first time since 2008. So last time they were here, uh, Barack Obama still not even president of the United States. Yeah, George Bush was president. Jay Leno was still in his first 
term uh, of the Tonight Show. Like he's his first run. He hadn't even he hadn't even screwed Conan yet the last time they were here, and now he's gone again. Like he so just, since the last time they came here for game day, Jay Leno has left the Tonight Show, gone back to the Tonight Show, and left the Tonight Show again. It's, a lot it's of been moving. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, and, and a uh, lot of sleazy moves from Jay Leno. But you know what? You know what it does. It, it is a good look for Josh Pashner to have game day uh, coming uh, during his tenure as the head coach, because you know it, the first time they came, Calipari, and we all know Calipari. He's a big name, and Josh Pashner, not a huge name as far as coaches are concerned nationally right now. But to have college game day come to your city, to have Memphis Tigers be the talk of uh, college basketball today, it is just a great look. And you know, despite the fact that the team has not really played as well as a lot of us uh, had anticipated or expected this season, um, it still shows that the University of Memphis Tiger football team, basketball team still gets a ton of respect uh, across the nation when it comes to basketball, and that is a big shout-out to what Josh Pastor has been able to do and maintain with the program. All right, let's keep moving on. This is the starting five all about game day. We'll go to number two, which is the crowd. This was the concern uh, that hit the city last night, uh, late afternoon, when you're getting your forecast from Joey Sullapack, and it looks like, uh-oh, here here comes the snow, and then it does actually happen. Like, first off, you got to be. This is like, what is the timing of this? We didn't even get out of school today, right? It's uh, exactly. Not only is it a Saturday, it's so cheap, a day that only uh, cool people uh, like me, Marcus, Johnny, Radio, and sometimes CJ work. CJ got out of work today. <laughs> I know, right? I'm scared of the black snow. Um. But not only that, so school doesn't get canceled, and it's it possibly, what are you going to do, Snow? You're going to interfere with game day? You're going to try to stop the crowd? But it didn't look like it stopped the crowd. Yeah, it did not look like it stopped the crowd. Uh, it was much, uh, the roads were a lot worse uh, this morning when people were making their way down to college game day. When it was still below yeah. freezing. Yeah, yes. it's above freezing now. The roads are fine. We both made it here uh, uh, very safely. Yes. And uh, uh, But, uh, you know, it, it, it was still a good testament to the fact that the fans still showed up. I mean, the fans had every reason, uh, they had every excuse to not show up to game day, but they still did. And that goes to show that they want to not only represent their university well, but represent their city well. Because if game day comes to your city and you don't have a good showing, then game day is probably not going to come back to your city. Oh, absolutely not. And uh, it's been an unbelievable, the game day coverage this morning, unbelievable commercial for the, for the city and the university. Like, you cannot, you could not pay for an hour of TV uh, like that. It's an unbelievable commercial. So nice. And we'll get into it in a minute with uh, some of the stuff that they were saying this morning. But um, unbelievable commercial for the city, and uh, the crowd showed up, and and it, the crowd looked lively. It looked like a college. The crowd. ducks look good too. The uh, Peabody Ducks showed up. Cheerleaders uh, look beautiful today. <laughs> absolutely. Band was sounded good. Every, everything looked good because uh, if you're first off game day to begin with, you're asking people to show up. Uh, Super to watch er- a show. Super early to watch something that I don't even know how well you can hear or understand what's going on. And just to be there and then leave. And you have to do it downtown, so you, you may have to pay for parking. You're definitely going to be difficult to park. It's not going to be easy to park. And you're going to you know go in and just to sit to watch a show that you could watch at home. And then you add on top of it the weather. But um, the fans showed up, and the students, it looked like, showed up. And, and this is one thing, and Johnny, maybe I want you to, and I do want you to jump in on this, because this is a criticism. We both went to the University of Memphis, and you get the criticism of the student section. And it has been down this year. It has been pretty pathetic. You know, uh, 12 at last game. Not, not 12 ma- at the last game. I mean, I'm at maybe 100, realistically. Not many students. A dozen. But first thing I want to say first is when I was at the University of Memphis, student section, I was at the pyramid, and people always complain about the pyramid seating. Uh, the seats were horrible. Like, it was uncomfortable if you sat at a pyramid seat, right? Correct. But one thing was better with the seats at FedEx, uh, from at the pyramid than it is at Federal Express Form, and that would be the student section. Student section, the students had better seats. They were right behind the other team's right bench. Right behind the bench. Seats were unbelievable. The move to FedEx form, the seats moved. Yeah, they put them behind the basket. And you and you look over there, and you have you cannot sit front row. If I show up, if I'm a student, and you show up to, why don't we say tonight's game, we'll just say a regular game against uh, Central Florida, and you show up at like 5 o'clock, and you make sure you're the first person in that building, you still have to sit probably in the 12th or 14th row, because you have the blue crew, and then you have uh, the band that are taken up. All There's only only like what maybe eight to ten front row seats and it's uh for that student section because it only has that one little bit and there's eight to ten front row seats and it takes out some of the enthusiasm of being a student but when i was there it was packed people were sitting on each other's laps 
in the student section for Memphis versus the Louisville in, in Cincinnati, and they wanted to sit in those seats behind the bench. Stop griping on the students. I think if the seats were better, uh, that would help. But if you're not going to, like, the seats are great. Don't get me wrong. They're lower bowl seats inside Federal Express form. They're still not great seats. But the, student, the students, you, a regular Joe student cannot go. You have to pay to be in the blue crew or you have to be in the band. The regular student has got the best you can do is 12th row. You should be able to get your diehard student there to show up at 5 o'clock and get a good seat. You should be able to. And uh, let's see. One of the best programs nationally, Duke. They don't have a problem with putting their students right there on the lower boat to make all of that noise down right. there at the Cameron and indoor. You, so, so you're agreeing with exactly. I'm I, agreeing with. There's you. some reasons for the money. It's all about money. It is all about money. And, and it's unfortunate. if college basketball was not a, a like that, then maybe Memphis students would have better seats. They did at the well, pyramid, all behind the, the visitors' bench mark is. On, I mean, and or I mean, was it the visitors' bench or the Memphis bench? Either way, it was behind the bench, and in in unbelievable atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And you could sit really, really close. And it proved to me this morning, because like this morning, there was no, you don't have to have money. uh, You don't have to have money to A, be in the Blue Crew. You don't have to be a a 100-year-old Tiger fan uh, and have uh, your parents' parents' tickets. Uh Uh, You don't have to um, be in the band. Like You could show up today and sit front row and act a fool. And that opportunity is not there for the students at the University of Memphis, and I think it should be. Let's set up a meeting with Tom Bowen and see if we can fix that. Uh, the Blue Crew uh, it was a great concept uh, in, in initially, but the way it was uh, implemented, which happened right after I left, uh, the University of Memphis and Balls, you know, you have to pay to be a member, and you have to fault, you have to do certain chants throughout the game. How much is to be a member? That I don't know, but they make you do different chants and wear certain things, you know, like. It ruins the whole, like, let me be me as a college student, go to the game and cheer for my team. And also it prevents the first 10 to 12 rows at the forum from being set up by just a regular fan who, A, can't, uh, doesn't want to invest in being in what was really like a mini fraternity for yeah, students. It you know, it's like, like a basketball fan fraternity. Uh-huh. Like, you know, some people aren't, fraternities aren't for some people. They weren't for me. I they wasn't in that They were not for me either. So Blue Crew hurt in that. But anyway, my point is today, I think this morning, it proved to me that the students can show up and the criticisms that people are saying like maybe just the situation isn't right don't blame everything on the students they, they do have to travel from east memphis downtown uh ain't like it's on campus you're right right i mean there's things working against it i'm not making excuses the crowd should be better for what they are because you're still getting to see one of the best programs in the country play basketball uh and there you do get lower bowl seats but again, there's also the people who aren't going to show up if they think they're going to have to sit upstairs, and that's always been a thing too. So, I think make the student section uh, move it in the form, and let's see what we can do from there. Yeah, I that's, definitely agree with you on that one. If you move the student section, then you will get more interest from the students to want to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. the, and, and also, uh, we were talking about with the blue crew. I just I, I don't I, know what I, the fee is. Yeah, I would never want to. Pay to be a fan. Yeah, pay to be a fan, and then have to follow certain rules to be a to be a fan. I mean, like you said, when you go to a game, you want to be your own fan. The kind of fan that you are, that's the kind of fan that you want to be. Not everybody's the same fan. Some people like to go to games, sit back, eat, not say a thing. That's what you do. Some people like to go and act a fool. But if you have to be, you know, confined to these rules, then it can kind of put a damper on it. And so I had no idea that you had to pay to, to be a member of the Blue Crew, but now that I know, I kind of understand that, you know, some students... The, the, stu- uh, the student thing is a, lo- it's a little mess, and it's a little bigger... It's a, different than what some people think. You can criticize the fans all you want, and people are doing it this year, but telling you there's there's reasons that some of it's the way it is i'm not saying this is their excuses but they're definitely reasons all right we gotta keep moving this is the starting five all game day edition of starting five we're gonna jump to number three and talk about the uh best signs of the morning these are the best signs that i saw you ready here we go all right uh i am asian like why would you hold up a sign that said i am asian yeah you know there's you is know, that some new thing i'm missing out on no well i mean yeah i've i've seen that at uh i saw that at a lot of the college game days uh during football season so, really? Just yeah. trying to say I'm Asian? I'm Asian. Hmm? I didn't even think that. I don't even not even sure that person was Asian. I am Asian. I hear even, me roar? <laughs> I don't know. See, John can hold up a sign that says I am Asian. I am black. I am white. I am Russian. I, I am can. German. I'm, you can do everything, man. How do you man, do that? How I don't you know. Have a universal just P-I-M-P. Jeez. All right, we had uh, when Josh Pas- Pastor was out on the court with Mark Few uh, talking to Reese Davis. Uh-huh. Uh, then a sign popped up all of a sudden that said, Josh Pastner, marry me. Of course, right? You saw that one. He's already, oh, married. He's already married. Back off. Yeah, exactly. That that's kind of inappropriate. Do you think that's inappropriate? Kind of, 
Uh, are you jealous if your Josh's wife sitting at home be like, why are they? Why no, no? You, no, she's think, probably like, he's so cute. Do you not think she's at home like, I just want to slap that girl across the face? How dare she try to marry my husband? Is that, is that how she talks? <laughs> I don't think that's how she talks, but I don't know. I've, I've never heard her speak uh, in, in a mean, angry voice, so you never know. Uh, another sign for Josh Pastner. Forget Juan Pablo. Josh Pastner's the only JP for me. So that's a... Juan Pablo Montoya? Uh, Juan Pablo is the bachelor this year. Oh, I thought, so big, I thought, I thought the NASCAR driver they were talking about. A big uh, bachelor reference. Okay. Not many anti-Gonzaga signs, except one where they misspelled Gonzaga... Uh, on purpose, okay. and they misspelled another word on purpose. They slipped, they switched around the G and the F and F in one word and the G in Gonzaga. Uh, so it said Fonzaga fun fun on one side, and the other word started with a G, you know, yeah. like rhymes with Uncle Buck. Yeah. Um, that one, uh, I guess my favorite sign was Hey Bruce Pearl, we still hate you. <laughs> I like that one. Hey, Bruce Pearl, we still hate you. So Dude, where's the Johnny Radio Will You Marry Me? That I, is so depressing. I'm going to go and cry. Yeah, nobody proposed to you on game day this morning. If you saw a sign uh, also while you, while you were either there or watching on TV, uh, please tweet it to us at Memphis Sport or text it to us. Uh, the text line is 67129. That's 67129 is the text line. Or tweet it over to us at Memphis Sport um, on Twitter. Uh, we want to see if there was any other signs that we, we missed or if they took your sign away. I would love to know if they took your sign away today, if it was too inappropriate uh, for you to... Uh, to have on on television. All right, moving on to number four. Here's some quotes. Here's some quotes for this morning. Uh, the Peabody Ducks were there, right? So guess what? Guess what they called uh, the Peabody Ducks? I don't remember which guy on the crew, but when the Peabody Ducks came out, they said Memphis has a real duck dynasty. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I never watched that show. An episode of that show, and I hear, I always hear about it, but. Um, Dude, it's like ZZ Top retired. We've got we got Reese Davis had some great lines this morning saying, uh, like tonight, if, uh, you know, tonight Memphis is going to be as hot as Elvis in '56. Is that fat or skinny Elvis? Uh, that's very popular, skinny Elvis. '56? I don't know. Do you think he I got know? Fat what... later on. Man, all living right. in Memphis, eating all the barbecue. Absolutely. No, no, that's fine. I don't. FedEx Forum is going to be hotter than Elvis in '56. Um, but th- he also said some interesting stuff. Memphis has one of the best home court advantages, of course, in all of sports. Like the hype machine in the commercial today. I hope Tom Bowen DVR'd it. I hope uh, Josh Bassner DVR'd it and can show it to some of these recruits. Burn it on a Blu-ray disc for him. Because um, another Reese Davis quote, quote, not only had the Duck Dynasty quote, the Elvis pun, but he also said, home of rock and roll from uh, the home of rock and well, from the home of rock and roll to the home of the pick and roll here at FedEx Forum. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll and pick and roll. A pickle in a roll? Um, let's see. I just got a request. Definitely talked about the rich heritage of Memphis, the deep connection with the Tigers, uh, and definitely the fact and the fact that Memphis has one of the best home court advantages, uh, which you forget this season, right? Yeah, but do. because of their running conference USA, they have the best record at home over the past nine years than any other team in college uh, basketball. Oh, so because they were playing cream puffs. What's your request, Johnny? The two cutest kids on the planet just sent me a text. Hey, pops, I wanted to go to the game. Oh yeah, they they watched the game day this morning, and now they think they've they never want to wanted to, the game. to go to a game with me ever in my life. So it's working. Oh. Game day is powerful. It is powerful. It's Immensely like, powerful. Like Kevin said, it's a free one-hour advertisement. Unbelievable advertisement. And num- number five uh, for our game day starting five is Digger Phelps. Digger was there this morning acting a fool. Of course, Digger, uh, the former coach, of course, mainly known, his fame, from sitting at that game day desk, sitting, sitting at the college basketball guess, at desk and having the, ta- the ties that match the highlighters or whatever. Ooh, Marcus, I know you didn't see much of it this morning. Did you notice the color of Digger's tie? Uh, I did not notice um, the color of Digger's tie. It was orange. It was UT orange. What? How dare he? Did he do that on purpose? Who did? He did that on Digger purpose? had an, a UT orange tie he on. He did that on purpose. I just think Digger don't know. I think he, I just think Digger don't know either. But uh, some fun stuff from Digger. He was dancing with some people from this, from this uh, group of people from the Stacks uh, 
what's the st- the stacks? Not the stacks museum, but they got stacks academy. And they like said the stacks white academy. Can dance. And Dick embarrassed himself dancing. Uh, oh, never mind. A digger did. Uh, <laughs> I guess they can't dance. Digger, digger. Well. <laughs> Digger had a unique dance that they, I think it's made. I don't know what it was. Well, we can call it doing the digger because that's what he was doing. Uh, but the interesting thing came from uh, Josh Pastner when he was on on center court uh, with Mark Few. They were interviewing a combined interview, and Pastner told the story of Digger Phelps. Digger in town comes to the Tiger practice the other day, and 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 Pastner says, "Okay, can you give a, a speech? Can you rally the troops for my team? Since you're here, you're you're good at this type of stuff." So Digger gives the speech. And Pastor says he drops 35 F-bombs in three minutes and, like, you know, freaks his team out because the team's not used to hearing any cuss words yeah. at, at basketball practice. And here's Digger dropping 35 F-bombs in his speech to the Tiger team. No way. Yeah. This is, like, this not is, a joke? Pastor told the story this morning, and they keep going to Digger, and he's so embarrassed because, right, obviously – Pastor doesn't cu- doesn't cuss when he's coaching, and you can't cuss on TV. So nobody knows how often anybody on TV really cusses because you can't do it on television. So when somebody tells a behind-the-scenes story, he's like, he dropped about 35 F-bombs in three minutes while talking to the team. So we'll see. Everybody who complains about Pastor cussing, we'll, well find out tonight. Lee he got cut. Uh, <laughs> dig- digger... Oh, yeah, we know Lee Corso yeah. cusses on TV. He's the only person, the, the digger of college game day uh, yes. for football. They just give him the old man pass. Yeah. So, Digger, Digger, though, so, yeah, we got to give props to him if, uh, yeah. uh, but, but that, that is true, because Lee, Lee Corso does cuss every year, at least once, drops an inappropriate ro- uh, word on the, the ESPN football college game day. Um, because we always love coming in, and we're like, before a show, at least once a year on a Saturday, we're like, well, Lee Corso cussed today. <laughs> Like I always have, but Digger does not apparently does cuss, and this is going to prove like do the does this Tiger team need to be cussed at? They come out and win by forty against Gonzaga at home today. Should Passner start dropping thirty five f bombs? What Passner should do in that case, um, I hope that there was someone there who recorded Digger's speech, if so, Passner can give his own speech. But yet there will be a uh, speaker beside him, and every time he needs an f bomb, he just presses a button and it's Digger dropping the f bomb instead of Passner. That way, Pastor oh, he didn't have, have to cuss, but he, he has a recording exactly. of Digger cussing. Exactly. Brilliant idea. That's what has to happen. That's Just have your recorded cursing, and that will help your team and motivate them, because apparently it helps. But that's only in the event of the Tigers win uh, tonight. By 40. By 40. <laughs> I would say 20-point win at home against Gonzaga. Then they went by 40 the other day. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, they came out rolling yeah, in that ball game. Like 37-5 or something. Too bad Rutgers is leaving the American Athletic like, like, like That's like probably the only Tigers game this year that I've actually had an opportunity to just sit at home, get comfortable in front of my couch with my laptop and do some work and actually watch the game, and it was over in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was over fast. All right, uh, that does it for the starting five for this week. Did the Travelocity Gnome have anything to say? The Travelocity Gnome, well, he doesn't talk. He does talk. The gnome talk. The gnome does on talk. the commercials or something. Yes, the gnome talk. That's true. Maybe well, we're going to double shot. <laughs> the gnome is in town. We'll talk to uh, I love Memphis Holly Whitfield will be in studio. She's been hanging out with the gnome and the gnome's people. Is the gnome coming in too? I've, tr- I've told her try to bring the gnome, but bring the gnome. with with the weather conditions and uh, everything, and uh, the gnome is staying downtown. I uh, hope that we can get the gnome in. That would be unbelievable. Gnome, but uh, we're going to definitely get a behind the scenes mm-hmm. look at what's going on with the Travelocity gnome as he's been traveling through the mid south. If you want to get in touch with the show, uh, like we said, if you have a sign that was taken away this morning, or you saw a sign that we didn't see uh, that you really liked a game day this morning, just tweet us uh, at Memphis Sport. You can tweet our personal pages. I'm at Cerrito Marcus is at M Hunter underscore game with two M's. And Johnny Radio is at Johnny underscore radio. Uh, we're also the who's who of Memphis Instagram. Uh, you can uh, follow me at Kevin Cerrito. Marcus is at Hunter Boy 2G1. Johnny Radio also at Johnny underscore radio. If you want to, I don't know, if you want to mess with CJ, he's on all those social media outlets. Con Radicalness. Good luck spelling that. And uh, as always, text us 67129. So text line 67129. Text 56 join first if you've never texted us before. Uh, find us on Facebook for updates and giveaways throughout the week. And coming up at high noon, we're playing Hang Up and Listen. Save 360-8255 on your phone. That's 360-8255. Save that on your phone. We'll play Hang Up and Listen at noon uh, today. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyers is going to join us to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. You're listening to MSL on Sports 6 and 87.7 FM. Let me tell you why I suck. 
Sports 56 Middays with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Monday through Friday from 11 to 1 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Up and coming, up and running down, Summer Avenue. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What's going on? <laughs> GK was on the radio. Welcome back to MSL. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can uh, catch the podcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, at memphisport.com or for free on iTunes. Just subscribe to us and it'll download it automatically on your computer for you. It's really awesome. It's free to do that on iTunes. Um, just a moment, we're going to be joined by Kevin Leip from the Memphis Flyer. But first, I'm going to give you a little trivia question throughout there. Are you ready, Johnny? C. You ready, Marcus? C. All right. The trivia question is, what is the new name for the home of the New Orleans Pelicans, the New Orleans Arena? They just the Birdhouse. They just announced they a sponsorship deal uh, this week. You call it, th- That's a good nickname for the place, like the Grindhouse and they have yeah. the Birdhouse. They just announced a new sponsorship. There's a new sponsorship. So right next to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, uh, the New Orleans Hornets. It's just in time for the All-Star Game, yeah, which is coming up down there. Um, they will be coming to you live from what brand, do you think? Uh, BMW. Ford. Nope. Uh, Kia! Red Bull. Oh, yeah, Kia does make sense for the All-Star game. It's actually the, it's going to be called Smoothie King Center. Get out of town. It's, uh, effective this week. It's Smoothie King Center, yeah. Really? Dude, I'm yeah. a smoothie freak. Yeah, so I am I. I did not know that Smoothie King was just nationwide. Like Dude, that. Smoothie King's balling. Smoothie King Center, uh, and uh, shout out. Sense. To our friends at Smoothie King, they just dropped off some smoothies here. That's pretty good. You know, we have a hard job. Kind of right. This is their most popular smoothie. It's the Angel Food. It's strawberry, banana with uh, vanilla and soy protein in it. This is the one I get the most. This is the one you get the most? It's called what? Angel Food? Angel Angel Food. food, Because I'm an angel. So go into Smoothie King today or anytime. Tell them, I want that smoothie I heard them drink on MSL. That's Angel Food. It's their most popular one. You probably already order it because it's the most popular. Uh, Strawberry banana with vanilla and uh, soy protein. Of course, four Memphis Smoothie Kings, our favorite one out there in Carville and Houston Levy, the new one in Germantown Poplar at Exeter, the one in Cordova on Germantown Parkway, and the one in Union in Midtown. We love our Smoothie Kings and looking forward to checking out uh, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. That's pretty cool. That is uh, pretty cool. I was so hoping. I was so hoping that. Um, I was so hoping that uh, Grizzly could have uh, gotten a chance to go down there for the All-Star For game. something, right? Yeah, for something. That way, you know, we could have, you know, went down there and covered it and saw if Smoothie King Memphis wanted to sponsor it, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but no Grizzlies there. No Grizzlies there, and, and it was close to the idea that we could have seen Mike Conley in some capacity before his injury. The yeah, only thing that is a saving grace. The challenge. only saving grace is that it is in New Orleans, and none of y'all might have come back. I've been to New Orleans uh, several times. And survived. And, and come back. I've lost my car there twice. <laughs> Had to report it stolen. You lost your car? Twice. I'm Two times. What? Yep. I, I've been to New Orleans four times, and I've only gotten drunk in New Orleans once. Okay. I went and saw Rat Dog at the House of Blues. I, what do you mean you lost your car there? I literally you just could couldn't not find my car. I had to you, take the train back home, and you, then they called me about a week later, and they're like, hey, Mr. Harden, <laughs> we found your car. Wait. You went. You drove down there. I drove you down there and had to car. train it back. Who found it? The police. The police. What? What do you mean? Like they were looking for it? No, no. They finally, like a parking garage person, finally called and said, "Uh, yeah, well, uh, this car's been here for like you know ten days. Uh, so they run the plate. Reported stolen or anything uh-huh. on it, and they called me up and said, Mr. Harden, your car wasn't stolen. Good news, it's in the place you parked it.' And you're like, and you parked it, and you're garage. like, remind me where that was. Again. Yeah, I was like, please uh, give me that address. Oh, uh, holy mackerel. All right. Um, <laughs> it's the second Saturday of the month, so we're always joined by the Memphis Flyers Grizzly writer, Kevin Leip. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is scotch, scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. <laughs> okay, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand scotch. this new introduction. What's going on, Mr. Leip? Hey man, what's up? Do you enjoy scotch? Uh, do I enjoy scotch? Yes. Uh, I would say I'm more of a uh, Jack Daniels, George Stickle kind of guy. There you uh, go, Johnny. Tennessee product. Ah. John, that's J.D. A I had a little Jack. J.D. Earlier today, Johnny was like, I got this new music for life, and then let me play, and it's like, scotch, I was like, 
what does that mean? He's like, he's a writer. He probably likes scotch. And I'm like... Tennessee, good whiskey. I don't know. We're, we're going we're gonna to work on your intro music. We're going to have something a little bit uh, more permanent next week. Because this is exciting that you are officially going to join us each and every Saturday uh, going forward through this Grizzly For season. Real. Yeah, man. And I can hear more stories about how uh, Johnny Radio lost his car. Right, like that just come, came out of nowhere. We're ready to bring you on. <laughs> You're sitting there on hold, and it's like Johnny Radio is like, wait a minute, I've lost my car in New Orleans. I went all the way home. Ah, holy mackerel. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that. Uh, Johnny, have you lost your car in any place other than New Orleans? <laughs> lost it downtown in one time, also, too. Downtown Memphis? Yeah, but I got that thing in like two days because I got a bunch of friends in the police department and they found it. In two days? Where was wait, it at? In two uh, days? It was parked at a bank. Like, literally, it, don't even ask. I d- Literally, don't even ask. All right. What do you do? So, Kevin Leip, uh now a <laughs> weekly fixture on this program. I'm real excited about it. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Flyer Grizz Blog, only one Z in there. But so much to talk about this week uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. And let's start with what ended up last week. We were kind of in a panic mode because, uh-oh, Conley goes down. we got to play Nick Calathis now. Uh, more minutes. And you've always been a Nick Calathis fan. What are your, what are your thoughts of his, his first week at the, uh, the lead position on this team? Um, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm not surprised by how well Calathis has done. But, um, you know, I was, I was always one of the guys who was saying that if he had more minutes and, and kind of more confidence, I thought he would do better. So I think that for him to kind of step up and um, be able to drive the way that he has, um, I mean, it kind of proves it kind of proves my point, I guess. Um, you know, I think that obviously he's obviously he's not as good as Mike Conley, uh, and they, they definitely miss Conley uh, Conley scoring. But um, you know, I, I think the latest has proven that he's he's a solid NBA point guard. I mean, he's a solid rotation guy uh, if he can keep this up. So um, yeah, it's good to see that it's kind of play that the Grizzlies haven't had at the backup point spot in a while, so it's good to see. And I saw an interesting uh, tweet the other day. I can't remember who did it. I retweeted it on my page at Cerrito, but somebody was saying that Grizz hipsters, uh, you're you're a Grizz hipster if you uh, say, I was into Nick Calathis before he was good. Does that sound <laughs> about accurate for you? Well, I was, I was the guy who got, uh, you know, blown up on Twitter just for saying maybe you shouldn't boo him for checking into the game. So, right. uh, I guess if, if you can be a Grizz hipster, I guess that's me. He's had a, he's had a good week because we were concerned last Saturday that, that he could have been the first starter in Grizzlies history to get booed during intros, um, yeah. depending on his play. But he had an awesome game Saturday night uh, last week, which is going to – he's going to be able to carry that on uh, for for a little bit and calm some people's nerves. Uh, another uh, thing, of course, we're, we're we're fastly approaching not only the All Star break but also the trade deadline. I know USA Today has a story mentioning the Grizzlies that uh, today. But uh, what are your thoughts on the trade deadline and the Memphis Grizzlies? Um, honestly, I think it's going to be pretty quiet. I think they're you know I think they are still um, I think they're still searching for something at the small forward spot. I mean, obviously, Tayshon Prince is just not going to work long term. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do some sort of a deal. Um, but I, I think kind of the big ones um, that we were maybe talking about earlier in the year, like are they going to trade Zach Randolph, that kind of thing, I, I think Zebo, at least here through the end of the year, uh, I don't think they're going to deal him. Um, if they do anything, it's going to be moving a guy, moving like Costa Kufus or maybe even Ed Davis uh, to bring in a small forward um, that can, you know, play better than a mummy. So, uh, I, you know, I... I, I I don't think they're going to do anything, but if they do something, uh, it'll be it'll be something around a small forward, I think. Kevin, uh, can you explain to me, because uh, I, I know we talked about it last week, um, about how well Ed Davis had been playing. Why did Ed Davis not get in the game at all against the Dallas Mavericks? It just, it just didn't make sense because it seemed like they could have used his size and length, especially the way Dirk was going off. Yeah, I mean... There wasn't really a good matchup for him in the Dallas game. I mean, he, I don't think you want Ed Davis trying to guard Dirk. Um, but I do think there were times when they could have used him, um, you know, kind of in that Calathis pick-and-roll situation on the offense when when nothing was happening, when John Lewis was just putting up bricks. Um, I think you, you could have used his, his kind of his speed and his athleticism instead of going with the, uh, you know, like, the Kufus and Gasol matchups when Gasol was clearly having a bad night, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I can't, um, I, I can't 
uh, get too mad at Jaeger about it because I uh, I don't know how much it would have mattered that the the team just looked like they weren't into it against the Mavericks. So uh, maybe Ed Davis would have helped, maybe he wouldn't have. But um, you know, it was it was definitely curious to see him not play at all. Yeah, because you know, as I watch this team, and you know, now with Mark back in the fold, you at some point you would think that we would start seeing more of a solid rotation. I know Mike Connolly getting injured does not help manners, but it, it just doesn't seem like um, like Coach Yeager has yet to figure out what rotation that he needs when Mark Gasol back in the fold. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Uh, you know, we've seen it all year his, with the injuries and with uh, you know the additions to the team. The rotation has just been all over the place. He hasn't really settled into – um, okay, this is the guy I'm going to put in at the eight-minute mark of the second quarter. This is, you know, that kind of thing, which which most teams, by this point in the season, they kind of they started to settle a little bit into what they're going to do. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the roster changes or the injury situation or what that, that's kind of kept Jaeger from doing that. But, uh, you know, you'd like to think that after this, after this All-Star break, and especially after the trade deadline, you're going to start to see some consistency in, in who's playing, how many minutes, that kind of thing. All right, uh, Kevin Lives joining us from the Memphis Fire. He joins us now every week on the show to talk about uh, your Memphis Grizzlies. Earlier in the week, uh, Dave Yeager became the youngest head coach to be named Western Conference Coach of the Month since 2011. Is this finally, this moment in time, this week, finally going to stop people from calling in during Hang Up and Listen saying uh, something about Lionel Hollins? Uh, probably not, because I think that uh, I think that we still have to see how the season plays out to uh, to kind of determine how he's really done this year. Uh, he's 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 kind of been in charge of a fluid situation all year long, uh, and, and like I said, as things kind of start to stabilize a little bit, I think um, this is the tough part. He's got to reintegrate Gasol, a Gasol that's obviously not at 100 percent yet. He's got to reintegrate him into the rotation, into the offense, into kind of his schemes, that kind of thing. He's got to figure out what to do with a team that was doing really well without Mark Gasol. Now that Marcus Hall is back on it, um, and I, you know, without Mike Conley, it's hard for him to make any progress that way. Go ahead, Marcus. Has this changed your view of, of Jaeger this past month? No. Um, no. <laughs> it, it, well, it, the, the only reason it doesn't change my view of Jaeger this month because because of the fact that they haven't been consistent since then. You know, they had a good January, but now you know, moving forward, you know, they've you know they've lost two games in a row. It, you know, and it was to two playoff teams, but those are the teams that they're going to need to beat. And you know, they were beating some teams that just weren't really the best teams in the league. So. I'm starting to get worried because right now this Memphis team they're sitting at ninth in the West, and you know if they were number if if, if they ended up being the eighth seed right now they would take on Oklahoma City and I, I, I kind of do like that matchup but is the, at what point is it going to be too late to think that the Grizzlies can still make the playoffs because Dallas they're not getting any worse Phoenix they're still hanging in there I mean Golden State's Golden State so I mean uh, you say Dallas isn't going to get any worse. Uh, I, I'm. I have questions about their defense uh, over the long haul. I just they're a really good offensive team, but you know how, how many teams are able to uh, really get they kind of in the stretch run without having any defense at all? I think they're like 27th or 28th in defici- defensive efficiency. Uh, I you know I think Dallas apparently the Grizzlies can't beat them, but uh, I don't think that I don't think that they. Are really going to stay there in that eighth spot? I think I still think the Grizzlies, um, assuming Mike Conley comes back, assuming they can kind of get get it together, I still think the Grizzlies are probably going to end up in that eighth spot. Uh, yeah. And maybe if they can work themselves into a situation where they have the same record as Phoenix, they'll get into the seventh spot because they've already beat Phoenix three times. Well, then you have San Antonio, and San Antonio right now they're injury plagued and not playing well. Um, and you've and, and, and if they continue to fall, Portland could move up, and the Grizzlies went up to Portland earlier and handled them pretty well. So you like their chances against San Antonio and Portland, not so much Oklahoma City. Do you think that this Grizzlies basketball team can get out of that first round? I mean, they haven't been consistent, but do you think the playoffs come around? Do you think they'll, they have what it takes to get out of that first round? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the matchup, but obviously, uh, you know, they played some close games with the Spurs. They've uh, kind of Beaten the Thunder, lost to the Thunder. Uh, obviously, the Portland game the other night was huge. Um, I, I think, depending on the matchup um, and kind of depending on how the Grizzlies are playing towards the end of the season, uh, if they can, 
if they can really get it together and go on a big run down the um, and how healthy you know, they are. How healthy, healthy. Health, health yeah. is a big deal. Health and matchups. But the good. Th- I mean, if you look back at this Dallas game this week, I mean, there was a good news, bad news. The way I saw it, the. Uh, the bad news being obviously they don't have the tiebreaker with Dallas in the event that they do come down to being a tie and getting into the playoffs or getting a better seed. Uh, but the good news is they're not going to have to play Dallas in the playoffs. Dallas isn't going to be so high up that if they do make right. the playoffs, they don't have to play Dallas. At least that's a good, that's good news, right? Yeah, and they still have to play them one more time, and hopefully by the time that that the Grizzlies and Mavericks play again, um, some of these some of these rotation issues will be worked out, and Conley will be back. Right. Um, but to me, that's still the biggest question mark. I'm saying all these things, assuming that they're going to get it worked out. And to me, that's why I don't want to give an opinion about Jaeger, and that's why I don't want to prognosticate too much, because everything depends on whether they can get the rotations figured out, whether Gasol can be brought back up to speed. Everything depends on that. And what about Tony Allen? Uh, you're the guy who who wrote the article, and I'm. did you get bad backlash? Because you were the first one. We did on the show last week, at least I did, when I brought up the idea that maybe Tony Allen is a guy that you could trade and improve this team because they're playing so well uh, without him and have other needs at other positions. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that you could use Tony Allen in certain matchups depending if the other team has like a dominant wing scorer, like a Kevin Durant. Obviously, you want Tony Allen. Right. Um, but if they can play the way that they were playing in January without him, and you can move him in a way that's going to improve the team down the run, you know, over the long haul. And not just talking about this year, but talking about, you know, what's the 35-year-old Tony Allen going to look like? Uh, I think you have to think about it. I think Courtney Lee is enough of an improvement on offense that he kind of makes up for the uh, makes up for the, the losses you take on defense. Um, I don't know. I think they I think they definitely need to be talking about it because Tony right. hasn't. I mean, Tony was supposed to be out two or three weeks, and he's been out like five. And I don't know how much they've missed it i think i mean you and i both are two people who are not afraid to say uh that you should at least consider the idea of trading tony allen so many people are like no you can't because of what he did, did with the community or how good he was at defense in the past but right. he you well, i don't think you want to trade tony I mean, no you don't you don't want to look I, you but know, you can I, consider it because he's got uh value in the trading market and you've got plenty of players who can play that position well you know kevin and i yeah. were talking at the uh at, at the dallas game and you know i my thought about Tony Allen and, and, and his defense not being that great this year was had to do with the fact that Marc Gasol wasn't on the court because Marc Gasol, mm. he is basically the linebacker on defense. He's facilitating where everybody should go. And since he's come back, the, the Grizzlies defense, uh, other than that Dallas game, has been one of the best in the league since he's gotten back. And I believe that when you get Tony back into the fold, okay. he can, you know... So- do what he does and kind of just roam around and not have to be so strict on a player. I think Tony works better with Mark Gasol in the game, and that's why Tony Tony's defense hasn't been as good. So yet to I think that's part of it. But you saw even in the San Antonio series last year, you saw his health defense just since then really has just been atrocious. He all he cannot stay home on spot up guys for some reason, uh, and that that burns them against those teams with. Um, with a lot of shooters like that, um, he's got to he's got to be better about that. I think Tony uh, and that's like, something you know that's something he hasn't been doing you, well. You make a good point, Marcus. You haven't seen this team at full strength mm-hmm. uh, with Tony healthy on the court, Mark healthy on the court. So that's uh, that's something interesting. But we uh, before we let you go, uh, Mr. Life, we do have to jump into the big story. We had buried this story uh, really because this is the big Grizzly story of the week that they are giving away net tattoos against the Clippers. Yes. James Johnson neck tattoos. It's pretty much the greatest idea in the history of basketball. I'm convinced. <laughs> My only problem is this Clipper, the Clipper game is not on national television. At first I thought it was. Check the schedule. It's a Sports South game. I would rather, they've got two ESPN games coming up later in the season, one against Miami, uh, that you give them away on that. So then on national television, when they span the crowd, you have... Thousands of folks with neck tattoos. That's the only thing that's disappointing about it. But, man, it's got the Grizzlies some national attention this week. Well, that's Memphis. So I bet you could probably still get thousands of folks with neck neck tattoos on a different night. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Without giving them away. (laughs) Without giving them away. But giving them away is definitely uh, awesome. Definitely props to the Game Ops folks for coming up with that. uh, Of course, a few few people know this, but your your wife is expecting uh, a baby. And would you allow your kid... You have to really say the baby. Do you have to add that she's expecting? Do you have to add a baby? 
<laughs> no, I would, she'd be like, she's expecting you to be off the phone in five minutes or something like that. She's expecting, right. she's expecting a baby. Uh, you're you're going to have a, a baby. Would you allow your kid, uh, when he's like five years old, go to the Grizzlies game and put on a, a neck tattoo, a temporary neck tattoo? Is that something that, that, that sets a good uh, example for your kid, or is that something not to yeah. worry no, I mean, my understanding is that uh, my understanding is that it's actually like a clear sticker. It's not a temporary tattoo that's going to last for weeks. Okay, um, that's a problem because you got to scrub that off before school though, yeah. on Monday because it is a Friday night. You do have a couple of days. I no, I'm for it too because kids all kids get temporary tattoos all the time. That's a big yeah. thing that you do as a kid. So whether you're putting it on your neck or your face, you know, girls put it on their face at the games. You know, yeah, on, yeah, during yeah. the I mean, I, I'd I'd probably let my kid wear it to school the next day. I mean, that yeah. would that would be funny. Here is the save it and work to school on Monday and see what happens because that could cause some controversy. That could cause possibly uh, in the schools. I think. Here's my big question, Kevin: Would would you be willing to shave the beard so that you could wear a neck tattoo? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with the beard that I've got, and I uh, can't even keep it. <laughs> I'll be wearing the neck tattoo uh, on Saturday morning. We'll be coming in with neck tattoos the day after that game. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Life, we appreciate. It. We're excited about having you on the show each and every uh, week moving forward as we go through this Grizzly season, and we will talk to you next week, same time. All right, man. Thanks. All right, thanks. That's Kevin Life. He's the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. He's going to be with us now every Saturday on MSL. You can follow him on Twitter at FlyerGrizzball. Coming up on the show, we got Hang Up and Listen. That's coming up next. The phone number is 360-8255. Right now, all the phone lines are open, so it's your time to jump in and get on uh, for Hang Up and Listen. Do you have any tattoos? I have no tattoos. You have I have none. John, you have any tattoos? Hell no. So we are all... Probably, no, nobody in here is tatted. He, he, if he does, he forgot. Yeah. <laughs> He lost his tattoo. He has no idea. He has a tattoo of Tinkerbell on his back. 360-8255 is the phone number. Johnny, tell the listeners what they can win today uh, on Hang Up and Listen. Oh, the winner of Hang Up and Listen, of course, will win the perfect Valentine's Day gift. A little Elfo's action. First caller, though, every week gets a little Smoothie King prize pack. Gets a Smoothie King's prize pack, which includes smoothie coupons. So you can go get the Angel Food Smoothie, which we also have. Uh, we've been snacking on all all morning long. 360-8255. Elf, $25 to Elfos, the grand prize, Smoothie King, a gift basket for the first caller. Marcus, remind him of the, the rules. Call into the show, ask a question, make a statement, anything you would like Kevin and myself to talk about, and then you end your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen, because if you don't end your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen, not only will we not answer your question or talk about whatever you call to talk about, but you are automatically disqualified from winning the grand prize, no matter how good of a call you have, and it has happened in the past. So, make sure you end your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen, so you can walk away with one of our fabulous prizes. Yeah, we got great prizes here, we've got uh, great smoothies. Uh, as well on the line for Hang Up and Listen. We will play that next. 360-8255 is the phone number. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly.